This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Children can be a wonderful gift. Some might say a blessing. Sadly, not every child born is wanted. And if it is, the mother and father are not always able to care for it. In times like these, the desperate parents do what they feel they must. But there might be a horror greater than departing from your child. Because reuniting with what was meant to be dead could drive anyone to madness, or even to their horrifying demise. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's creepiest legends and myths. Since the beginning of time, mankind has told cautionary tales, shared explanations for the unexplained, and failed to comprehend what goes bump in the night. But I am here to help you understand the freaky folklore every culture of the world is steeped in. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com and be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. Thirteenth-century Scandinavia. A teenage girl braves the cold night air as she sneaks from her home. 
Tears fill her eyes. A chill, one not born of the cold, runs up her spine and shakes her gait. The newborn baby in her arms cries feebly, having never felt such cold before. But the girl quickens her pace before her family hears. Her father was far from pleased with her pregnancy, one wrought outside of wedlock. For months she had been berated by him, her father threatening both the child and her lives. What will the village think of this? He said. We'll be barred from the church. She feared him, but understood him. Even if it pained the girl, Surely, she wondered, God would curse her family one way or another. Yet in her dire thoughts, she felt that this was the only choice. The girl ran for hours until she could no longer run. She collapsed on the forest floor, the sounds of crickets and the baby's cries her only company. But that would not last. With trembling hands, she laid the wrapped newborn in the grass near a tall birch. She yearned not to release him, and as she did, she nearly buried her face in the soil as the skin upon it tightened and moistened with ever more tears. Somehow finding the strength within herself, she ran in her melancholy to find her way back home. All the while, the pained screams of an infant fading into the distance behind her. Even as the sound disappeared, it seemed to reverberate inside her head. At home, she laid herself in bed, but could not bring herself to sleep. In the morning, her father seemed pleased. He knew, but did not ask or question her. His and her family's lives could be normal again, just as he wanted. But something inside her had changed irrevocably. Days passed. The cries she heard within her head grew. She spent her night staring from the window and into the woods. She swore she could hear the child's cries even still within the labyrinth of trees and mist. The father grew concerned. His daughter became thinner and thinner as the days wore on, and between chores, she would spend her time at the window, always watching, always waiting. Then came the morning he found her bed empty. His daughter was nowhere to be found. Having spent the day searching for her, he eventually collapsed in a chair and wept, until he heard a sound in the nearby woods the sound of crying, the weeping of a young girl, and the whimpering of a newborn child. What you've just heard is our rendition of the legend of the Myling. The Myling is the apparition born of a child discarded, ultimately left for dead or even killed by the family meant to protect and care for it. A tragedy of nature in the eyes of the church. Abandoned children in fairy tales, like Hansel and Gretel, Little Thumbling, or the Broommaker's Twins, in The Two Brothers by Brothers Grimm, reflect a truth for at one time all over the world 
infanticide was committed. Children were often left to die, usually within hours of being born. In some cultures, the majority of these infants were girls. This is based upon the old belief that boys were of more use than girls. In Scandinavian folklore, the Myling is one of the most disturbing ghost stories. The legend is about unwanted or murdered children. The souls of these unbaptized children are forced to roam the earth in search of someone they can convince to give them a proper burial. They are said to be very dangerous because they can actually kill people. The belief that Mylings are enraged or seeking revenge is what gives them the reputation as one of the most menacing ghosts in Scandinavian folklore. The Myling has also been referred to as the Utbird, meaning that which is taken outside, referring to the practice of abandoning children in places where they are sure not to survive. It is believed that the ghost of the child will then haunt the place where they had died, or, as told in countless stories, the dwellings of their killers. It is said to chase lone wanderers at night and jump on their backs, demanding to be carried to the graveyard so they can rest in hallowed ground. Mylings are thought to be enormous in size and grow heavier as they draw near to the graveyard, eventually becoming so heavy the myling will cause the person to sink into the soil. If the carrier sinks too deep and is unable to make it to the graveyard, the myling will become enraged and kill them. In other versions of the story, the myling drains the energy from its host, causing them to be exerted so badly that they cannot finish the task, once again enraging the spirit and bringing about their certain death. What these spirits seek is to be buried properly in consecrated ground. One story even mentions when the remains of these children are found and then given a proper burial, they do not return as ghosts, but instead rest in eternal peace. The abandoning of infants is often rooted in the desperation of the parents, and in modern day the topic is taboo. In the Dark Ages, caring for another person for what would have been half a lifetime back then was an immense task. Food was difficult to come by already. Odds were, the child would perish long before they could be of help around the home and property. After all, the average lifespan in the Dark Ages was about 31 years. If the child could make it to 10 years old, that life expectancy could increase to 32 years. And if they made it to 25, research shows that their remaining life expectancy was around 23 years more. So, if you were living well in the Dark Ages, you would essentially be elderly at an age we now consider to be middle-aged. Not much like today, where 40 is considered the new 30, and people can live healthy, active lives into their 70s and beyond. Not to mention, life for peasants was extremely difficult. Disease, scarcity of food, competing against wildlife, 
Feeding your family properly while protecting them from outside threats was a constant concern. Chronic malnutrition would leave the mother's milk lacking proper nourishment for her child. Today, our biggest nutrition worries are from unhealthy eating habits and the effects of obesity. It makes you stop and think, does it not? Wolves were plentiful in those times and were known to attack and eat humans. Frequent famines threatened already meager crops, while plagues decimated human populations. Diseases such as malaria, typhoid, smallpox, and dysentery were all too common in the Dark Ages, and catching any of them usually meant death. As you can imagine, adding another mouth to feed, a mouth that would essentially be a burden until the child was old enough to tend to the house or the fields, would be difficult for many peasant families, if not impossible. Too many, the reward outweighed the risk. A surviving child would aid in the production of food and protection of the household. They could also carry on the bloodline. Then there is the church. In much of Europe in the Dark Ages, the church was the center of life. The belief in God and the duty of man to obey God's will was the purpose of life itself, and the church was the physical manifestation of it to the common people. Those who did not pay their dues would be excommunicated, and sometimes those who failed to uphold chivalrous lives would face this punishment as well. A prolific example was Robert the Pious, King of France, who was excommunicated from the church toward the end of the 10th century as his marriage to Bertha of Burgundy, who was his niece in the sixth degree, was considered incest. Alas, Robert was royalty. His marriage still had to be annulled. It was his duty to uphold the laws of the church. Vengeful spirits can be found all throughout the folklore of many cultures. The miling is no exception. The miling has also become popular in modern pop culture. You can find creatures of the exact same or remarkably similar characteristics in movies, short stories, video games, and even in music. In 2002, DreamWorks Pictures released The Ring, a remake of the Japanese horror film Ring, also based on a novel by the same name written by Koji Suzuki. The story begins in Seattle with teen Katie and her friend Becca discussing a cursed videotape that whoever watches it will die seven days later. She then confesses to Becca that she had watched the tape seven days earlier. Moments later, Katie dies, brutally, at the hands of an unseen force. At Katie's funeral, her mother asks her sister Rachel, a journalist, to investigate Katie's death. Upon watching the movie herself, and after an intense investigation into the images on the film, Rachel discovers that the tape is tied to a young girl that was murdered by her mother and dumped in an unconsecrated grave. The girl's vengeful spirit uses the tape to exact her rage on anyone who watched it. There are many more characters and twists in the story, but we will let you discover that for yourself. Six years later, in 2004, Sony Pictures, following in the same style, released The Grudge, 
a remake of the Japanese horror film, Juon. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And a now familiar storyline, a young Japanese husband living in a house in suburban Tokyo with his wife and son finds out that his wife has fallen in love with an American professor and he believes that she is having an affair with the man. He returns home and in a rage brutally murders his wife, their young son, and the family cat. Years later, Matt and Jennifer Williams, an American couple, move into the house along with Jennifer's dementia-ridden mother. Jennifer and her mother are the ones to begin to feel uncomfortable and inevitably discover the curse that was left upon the house. As the curse is one born of rage, Jennifer is eventually killed and the mother left in a paralyzed state of shock. The vengeful ghosts kill and then attach themselves to the next victim it encounters, creating an apparently unending chain of deaths. Once again, we have left out many details as to not ruin the story completely. The Legend of the Miling has not only made an impact on the big screen, but has also appeared in the immensely popular television series Supernatural, created by Eric Kripke and aired on The CW. The series, if you haven't seen it, is about two brothers, Sam and Dean Winchester, who hunt monsters, demons, and various other supernatural beings. In season 12, you will have to watch to discover which episode, they use the actual legend of the Miling in their storyline. Believing that several murdered children are Milings, they salt and burn the children's bones. There is a twist in the end, but you will have to watch the series yourself to solve the mystery. When we are not going to school, working, or sleeping, 
many of us are watching a screen for one reason or another. These days, a lot of times in many homes, people spend their time gaming. Did you know that Mylings have made their appearance in some of these games? One of these games is Yearwalk, which is a first-person downloadable PC game made by Swedish game developer Simogo. The setting is 19th century Sweden in the dark wintry woods. Daniel, the protagonist, is warned by his lover Stina the dangers of your walking reminding him of what happened to her cousin on such a walk. Daniel crosses three different dimensions while on his journey. He encounters various supernatural creatures while solving the puzzle of the walk and trying not to get lost. When Daniel encounters the Myling, it appears as a tiny baby floating ghost, wrapped in what appears to be bandages, like a mummy, or maybe a shredded baby blanket. Although this is a dark horror adventure game, the Mylings appear rather cute. On yet another gaming platform, you can play Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, an RPG game or role-playing game for non-gamers. The protagonist is a monster hunter by the name of Geralt of Rivia, but better known as the Witcher. The setting is a fantasy world called the Continent that is very much like the medieval Dark Ages, but full of mythological creatures and monsters. The Witcher is on the hunt for his missing adopted daughter Ciri. Along the way, he meets a man they call the Bloody Baron. The Baron is a man with his own problems and his own family missing. So when the Witcher asks questions about Ciri, the Baron agrees to help if the Witcher will help him first. Now, without spoiling anything, we can jump next to say that at some point, the Baron had beaten his pregnant wife during a drunken fight after which he blacks out. When he awakes, he finds that his wife and daughter are gone. But something horrifying is left in their bedroom. Laying upon a blood-soaked bed, the Baron finds the small body of his miscarried daughter. Overwhelmed with guilt and grief, he takes the body and buries it in a peaceful place not far away from his home. Shortly after, the Witcher arrives on the scene and encounters the Baron. He informs the Baron that unwanted babies, born dead or killed without proper burial rites, often turn into creatures called botchlings. Botchlings feed on the blood of pregnant women. The botchlings are hideous little creatures that look like a decaying fetus. Although there are a few differences in the botchling and the legend of the myling, there are also many similarities. For instance, burying a botchling under the hearth of the family home can turn him into a lubberkin, a creature that protects the family that he never knew. Like the myling, this is a way of redeeming him, the same as when burying a myling's body on sacred ground. The botchling was also left, unwanted and unbaptized, and inevitably being buried on land that was not holy, also like the myling. This creature of vengeance and horror, with such a sad story, has even shown up in modern music.
The Swedish black metal band Mylingar has not only adopted the name of the legend, but their music seems to be adapted to relate to a vengeful spirit. If you are not creeped out by the sound of a baby crying in the dark woods at night, then look these guys up and have a listen, and you will find a true sample of terror. For whatever reasons, the loss of a child almost always comes with the feeling of guilt. Parents have this overwhelming feeling of responsibility for the well-being of their children. When we lose a child for any reason, we feel like we have failed to keep them safe. Even mothers who miscarry think maybe they were too active, or ate the wrong things, or did not get enough rest. These constant thoughts can lead to mental and physical stress. Psychological damage caused from losing a child can lead to depression, anxiety, physical pain, mental illness, and increased risk of suicide. A certain kind of story has been popping up in the news around the world frequently. It is a story of newborns being abandoned shortly after coming into this world. These newborns have been found in dumpsters, toilets, bags on the street, and a variety of other awful places. The thought of abandoning one's newborn is unthinkable to most. Unfortunately, we live in a world today where this is becoming more commonplace and it happens. In China, during the spring of 2015, a baby was born with a cleft palate. Normally, the birth of a new baby is a happy occasion, but not in this case. After paying their bill and being released from the hospital, the parents told the staff they did not want a birth certificate or any other record of birth. The family hired a man to dispose of the child. He put the baby in a box and left him exposed in the forest. Two days later, he returned. Assuming the baby was dead, he buried the box. Eight days after that, a woman heard the sound of a baby crying. She went to the police and they rescued the still living baby. Another story from Brazil happened in 2006. A newborn boy was discovered with his head sticking out of an armadillo burrow by the police after being buried in it for at least 24 hours. They thought he was dead, but when they removed the dirt from his mouth, he began to cry. After tracking down the mother, she denied the baby being hers, even though she had just given birth and the baby was found close to her home. The mother of four other children never offered an explanation. The list of stories is endless. Babies have been found buried in rubble by riverbeds, thrown in trash chutes, left in subway toilets, and Walmart bathrooms. These stories are hard to hear. The thought of a newborn alone in the world is extremely sad. There are many places that will take an unwanted baby, and in some countries there are drop-off sites just for this purpose. Abandoning babies is always going to be an issue in our world, but hopefully, most of them will find happy endings, unlike the Myling. When you look at the legend of the Myling, you can imagine that the young girl loved her child and maybe even did what she did partially out of love, to spare him from starvation, ridicule, and overall pain. 
she eventually started to hear his cry, hearing things that were really not there. She began to deprive herself of nourishment, bringing on physical ailments and a kind of pain that she thought she deserved. She began to weaken, and the weight of guilt and sadness became a burden too big to bear. Eventually, the girl vanishes into the woods, never to be seen again. All of this can be summed up as the inevitable result of severe guilt and sorrow. Although we could not find any reports of encounters or sightings of the Miling, we did find many reports that could be eerily connected, or at least have similarities that make you wonder. A crying baby makes the heart ache. It is a sound that will cause most anyone to rush into the role of protector. It is also a beautiful sound because it is the first sound we hear at birth and is a sign of life. The Miling knows this and will use this sound to lure its victims. On January 24, 2020, the Pittsburgh CBS news station, KDKA, did a story along with several local newspapers about a neighborhood with multiple different reports, four to be exact, of hearing a baby crying and a small child, most likely female, asking for help. The incidents were reported to have happened at different times around the clock. The local law enforcement authorities responded but were unable to locate the source. The locals were instructed to keep their doors shut and call 911 if they were to hear anything like the reports. Have you ever heard of Crybaby Bridge? There is more than half a dozen of them across the United States. Each bridge has its own story, but each involve a baby or children and death. It may be an urban legend, or could it be a miling? In DeKalb, Texas, there reportedly is a bridge where a mother was rushing home one night with her three young triplets when she lost control of her car killing her and all three of her babies. They say if you go there at night and are very quiet, you can hear her babies crying. Then there is a bridge in Blackstone, Virginia, where rumor has it that several children died, whether accidental or intentional, it is unknown. But some say you can hear their cries and feel an evil presence. On Sleepy Hollow Road in Kentucky, there is a bridge with a disturbing legend. It is said that mothers who had deformed or unwanted children would go to the bridge to drop the babies to their watery death. And, as the other stories go, at night you can still hear their cries. If hearing crying children, when there are none to be found, is not scary, then how scary is it to see a child that should not be there? Almost everyone has heard of Amityville and the horror that took place there. In 1976, Ed and Lorraine Warren, incredibly famous for their paranormal expertise, captured the image of John, one of the Defoe children who were killed by his older brother, along with the rest of his family. The murders took place in 1974. In the image, John can be seen peeking over the banister of the staircase. 
Another creepy image was published in an article by Red Book Magazine in October 2016, titled, The 13 Creepiest Ghost Bombs That Will Make You Watch Your Back. One of the stories was about a picture that a young lady named Anastasia found while looking through an old family album. It was a picture of her, around the age of four, with her pet bird. Strangely, standing in the doorway behind her was another girl child holding a stuffed animal. The family claimed to have never seen the girl and did not have any idea who she was. Another story in the same article was about a picture turned in by Kim Davidson. It was a picture taken of her and her family while swimming in a lake. There were five family members in the photo, but floating right in the middle of the back was a little girl that no one recognized. After consulting experts, Ms. Davidson was told that they believed it was the ghost of a little girl by the name of Doreen O'Sullivan who had drowned in that very same spot in 1913. Crying babies and child ghosts, could they be appearing for a reason? Is it possible that the Scandinavian legend of the Miling holds some truth? Do children that die unloved, unwanted, or just unnecessarily come back? Or do they just leave such an impression of loss, so strong and sad that their cries will always be heard. If you go on a long walk in the woods and you hear a baby crying in the distance, what are you going to do? I, for one, hope that you will investigate. Saving a child is one of the greatest deeds that a person can do, especially if you do it at the risk of encountering the legendary, enraged Miling. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other shows featuring terrifying tales such as Darkness Prevails Podcast, which has nearly 300 episodes showcasing allegedly true scary stories from around the world. If you love the supernatural and mysterious creatures interest you, the Darkness Prevails Podcast is the show for you. Tune in next week as Freaky Folklore explores the haunting Japanese legend known as the Teke Teke. Until next time, stay safe out there because this world is a strange one. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.